So I don't want to lose myself now for anybody. Even for my mom, my my father, whosoever, I don't care. I don't want to lose myself because it took so many years to find myself. And it's the biggest gift and blessing been given to me. And I want to enjoy it. Even if I deserve it or not, but I want to enjoy it. I want to live it. I want to be this. I am just a girl, passionate about breaking old generational cycles so that I can create a better legacy for my children. Welcome to Butterfly Effect, Breaking Old Generational Cycles. Today, I have a special guest. Why is she special? She is special because of all of that wonderful passion she's about to share with us about her charge and the reason she's breaking old generational cycles. My friend Mahir is a trauma therapist. And Mahir, I'm so excited to have you. I love the passion that you exude and I just love your charge. Welcome. Thank you so much, Tati, for this. I have been waiting for your response and I'm glad you you said yes, let's do it. Yes, I'm excited. So you know we're gonna talk about breaking old generational cycles. I met Mahir on Clubhouse. She came into my butterfly effect um, thriving after childhood trauma club. And the first time she spoke, there was so much passion for transformation and change that we just welcomed her home. It was just where she needed to be. It was amazing. And so I want to share with my listeners that passion and your story about the changes that you have made and the ones that you continue to make through helping people, being a trauma therapist. So the first thing I'm going to ask you is just share, where are you from? Stacey, I'm from uh, India, Pune. My parents live in Gujarat, uh, run of Kutch, mostly known as. And I come from a multicultural family because my parents were born and raised in uh, North Indian, North India, part of North India. So it has a lot of multicultural things included in it. And I would also give this as my introduction that I'm a trauma survivor. I survived my trauma when I was in my mom's womb because my father is an, is, he's still an, not just an abusive one, but he, he has been giving traumas to us and he still ends up doing that to us. Uh, this is me and my journey, my existence so far, to be honest, because I feel my trauma is part of my existence and I cherish it. I don't see it as anything else. It is part of me. It will remain part of me. And I'm blessed that this happened to me because it has made me what I am as a person. A lot of times we say the things that we've been through becomes a gift of 
um, opportunity for service, for growth, from expansion, for expression. It's not always easy to hear that if you are still going through that process of figuring out what the heck, like why the heck did this happen to me, right? But I hear you say that you're from an Indian culture and I know that many of your traumas that you will talk about in the cycles that you're breaking is cultural. So when you hear the words breaking old generational cycles, what does that mean to you? So as I said, I come from a multicultural and state and all of that because I am living, my parents live in Gujarat and I lived in multiple states and all of that. So at least India has a lot of culture, lot of culture. Like if you will go a little ahead, it, it has immense cultural and a lot of things. So like any other country, but I feel India has more of it. Having said that, that's the beauty of India and there are few darkest parts as well. And I, I would want to speak about it is that at least when I was been I was about to born, my mom and my father, my my parents wanted to get divorced, but they couldn't because they got to know that I'm there my, my mom is they are pregnant with me. So they ended up having, you know, the relationship and also because in their times, divorce wasn't okay. Even now, divorce isn't okay. But still, a lot of women are going ahead and doing it. But it is part of generational cycle. Not getting divorced, not breaking relationship. You have to maintain family types. You have to be good this, you good that. I was that I, I just wanted to be a very good wife, a good mother, a good daughter, a good I wanted to be that. I always tried doing that and I was wrong. I, I was wrong, Stacey, to be honest. I was very wrong. I was chasing for something which I can never achieve and I couldn't achieve. Even if I gave my best and I thought I would never get divorced with the man I got into marriage to my parents it was an arranged marriage I thought I, I'm going to continue this marriage until my last breath because that's what my parents told me you have to continue this marriage after your last breath and I was like okay I'm going to do it because I, I hate breaking relationships I don't want my relationship to be my the way it looked like with my parents because as I said my parents had abusive relationship like physical, mental, verbal, all kind of abuses are still there in there. It's still there. So when I ended up in this marriage, I was giving more than 100%. And still, I was worthless. I didn't know how to speak to, uh, how to maintain relationship, how to speak with people. I didn't know so many things as per them. And I was chasing to be the perfect wife and uh, daughter-in-law and and sister-in-law and whatsoever. And I failed. I'm seriously, I failed as for them because I decided that I'm done. Nobody's bothered about my feelings. Nobody's thinking what I'm thinking. And that's when I decided to break, you know, to take divorce. That was one of the major steps I took to break generational cycle. If you're getting me, 
the cycle wherein i was being told not to get divorced you should not break relationships you should not do this you should not do that i lost my kids in a span of 6 months nobody was worried about nobody is crying on it i am the only person sitting down crying wiping i don't know doing everything trying to get over it i don't know how to get over it i don't even know how to figure this out i was messed up and i understood that nobody's so because nobody's bothered i was like why should i bother i want divorce i want you to give me divorce so getting divorce was also very challenging because he was not ready to give me divorce as i said in in our generation it's been told not to give divorce but i told him i i, I don't want this you you want to do whatever you do whatever you want to let me do what i want to i don't care what how you're going to do this you have to do this for me that's it nobody believed me when i said i want to get divorce because they thought that maybe i'm saying out of aggression I'm mad at people. I am just saying because I have something in my head. He said, "I knew I was. I wanted this to happen. I mm. wanted this to happen, no matter what, because I understood that I don't matter. I like even if I'm gonna die, my husband will sit down on my, you know, dead body or whatsoever must, and he will sit down and be like, she did do this, she didn't do that, and he will still sit down and complain about me. I said, what the hell I'm doing with this? And then it was a struggle to get divorced. And the reason I'm saying so much specifically because of a lot of reasons that I went through a lot of abuses since my childhood and a lot of it impacted me and for a good time people kept saying that you should not get divorced and I also think maybe I'm doing it wrong but later after getting divorced I realized I did the right thing I was very happy Stacy after getting divorced I never regretted I never regretted that I got what you know why did I get divorced people used to say oh you got divorced and things like that but i never felt that well you know that's a really brave and courageous step to take when you live in a culture that not only is your marriage prearranged but it's a definitely no about getting a divorce and you saw fit to put yourself first to love yourself to put yourself in the forefront to choose you because something about that wasn't working for you when i say courageous that's a courageous move that's a, what i call a warrior move and um i am so excited for you to have decided that no more abuse no more mental no more physical no more being discarded that was a brave move that is one of the cycles you broke breaking the cycle of staying in a relationship regardless of what is happening in that relationship abuse and being dismissed and you broke that and you said it was hard share a little bit about where did you get that courage that strength from where did that come from stacy to be honest at that moment even though nobody was in it for me everybody was like you will lose social security financial security people will not keep you nobody will marry i don't know what poor securities are they talking about but all i knew at that point in time was this will end some other day 
let it end right now right away that's why i told my ex husband this marriage won't last forever this will end today or tomorrow now i don't want to get pregnant again give birth to a baby and then we will fight in front of our child and people will be like who the child will go to whom and whatever i don't want my child to go through the same childhood i went through because even though my parents were together they weren't together they always wanted to get divorced and they weren't able to handle their relationship and their abuse and trauma whatsoever and they never realized all of that was impacting me and the one of the main reasons it impacted me more because i was the first child and i have had to figure it out all alone at least for my sister she had me after 6 years so maybe when she grew up she had someone to say okay this is not right or this is this or this is there for me i had no one like i literally had to sit down and not just figure out but understand what the hell is happening and why all of this is happening can just imagine I, for for a child right going through that yeah and as you said this feeling i'm sharing with you this was enough for me to take that step and no no this is not going to help because this this is almost like i'm giving my child the same life i have lived which i never wanted you know i have a question for you that i would love for you to share with the listeners you were born into a family as a girl tell us more about that it was traumatic why i am not going to beautify it because beautification will only hide the realities or the dark part or lies or whatsoever the truth is i was a premature child she was 8 month pregnant and i got i was there with her so they got shocked uh you know first thing my mom delivered at when she was in 8 in 8 month and then it was like i was a girl so it was a double shock mm-hmm. and it was so much shocking that my i have literally heard this this is not a story but it's a reality that my grandmother as in my father's mother she was hospitalized because of ibb you're getting me right she was she she's hospitalized because she's so unhappy about the fact that this has happened oh wow yeah yes and and i don't know how happy my mom or my father must be they must be happy or whatever but because it's simple when they weren't happy with each other how can they they will be happy when i am there Yes. that's temporary right that's almost like oh we have a kid we will we will play with child and we will take care of it and all of that that's only for that whatever time being but they weren't there with me completely the way i wanted it to be and even if they did don't know it or know it i'm a very sensitive person i always needed that extra love care attention warmth hugs mm-hmm. that those cuddles all this matter to me that's yes. how i am yeah for someone it might be like i don't need it but i need it that's right. that's what i need i always need it i have always looked out for my parents but they weren't there they they weren't there at all it was just about we are giving you this we are giving you that you are a teacher's daughter you have to score this you have to beat this you have to be that you have to save our family reputation you have to be a very good child so that everyone comes back and say she is a very good child amazing doing 
no i'm not a good child i don't want to be a good child i i'm done with it i'm sorry that's what i want to be now i am yes. i don't care whoever is listening i don't want to be a good child because i'm not here to be a good child i'm not here to prove that i am financially strong and i'm socially strong and i'm this and that i cannot be strong every time i'm just a human being who is just striving out of her own journey of traumas and abuses and now after i've healed and i am on my way so i cannot be like i don't want to be a child who is like oh you should take care of your parents you should do this they gave birth they did this but they gave me trauma <laughs> which i never asked for right yeah they gave me trauma from my mom's womb and they ended up giving me trauma for so many years they ended up they gave me so much of abuse they gave me so much of pain as well what about that and and, and the fact that nobody is ready to acknowledge that they did it they did it yes they did it as i listen to you talk and you let it out your ability to just free yourself is so amazing because you're using your voice to free yourself plenty i hear people say if it's your parents you know they gave birth to you and this is that and this is that and that's great that they gave birth that your parents gave birth that my parents gave birth that the listeners parents gave birth but i love that you said but there there were things that i needed i needed affection i needed love i needed attention there were those things that i needed and even to know that you were born into a family where born as a girl was an issue and that is who you are i mean you're all woman you were a girl then and you're all woman now you're still that little girl within and to know that to first survive through it and now to thrive through it and to hear you use your voice the way you are to express that is so beautiful that's what i love your passion do you know how passionate you are <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to know today. <laughs> you are truly passionate about the cycles that you've been breaking and even becoming a trauma therapist. So tell me about what made you decide to do that. Stacy, I was in a very terrible space. I got raped and after rape my triggers were more awful. for years together it wasn't just about that i was suicidal but i had fucked up or screwed up life overall it might look perfect or whatever to others but i knew it's not it wasn't i was struggling for every small thing i don't know small big everything it took me to a ride wherein i was at a place wherein whatever i dreamed whatever i thought that i will become one day all of that vanished and all of that i was left with was my trauma a lot of trauma pain triggers and me even if i used to go and tell people people used to say oh why are you being so, so negative you are only creeping about your life you should just forgive and forget and move on no it wasn't easy because i knew the person who raped me it was intentional it was planned i knew so many things and it took a lot of time for me 
to get over it and understand that these triggers aren't only coming because of my rape, but it's it's because of my parents. They made abuse and trauma normal to me. Mm. I made that normal to me and I let it happen, you know. Like, I, I literally, I did that. I am also responsible for putting myself into a space wherein I let someone abuse me, traumatize me, do whatever they want to, and I'm doing nothing about it. And they will do what they want to because that's what they are as a person. So after all of this, what I said, I started my healing journey and I started all of this and I realized that there must be so many people out there in in this world, in this entire planet where we live, who must be going through all of this and they also have no one. The way I don't have no one, I didn't have no one to go to and speak to or maybe seek help to or maybe believe that they will be able to help me and they will be able to not just understand, but they know what it feels like because I knew how it felt like. It's very easy to make a joke and pass a comment or do something. But for me, it was not that. Even smallest of the comment or words used to hurt me so much deeper that I used to not just blame and punish myself, but I have lived that, right? So when you start living with all of that and then you come out of it, it's a different journey, Stacey. It's like, I know. You are, yeah, you're breathing out again and you are able to live your life and you can be yourself and you have new wings to fly and you can do whatever you feel like. So it was that way. Your smile says it all. Your smile and your expression. So guys, you guys aren't seeing her, but her smile and her expression is one of liberation, is one of freedom. It's like you did get your wings. First, I just want to give you so much love and just wrap my arms around you for your vulnerability and your just you being open to sharing that pain. But The beauty, the reason why I do this and I don't mind when people just talk about their pain is because I know the smile that came after you realized that you've moved through it. It was amazing. It lit up the screen. You mentioned a few things I thought was profound. You said your life was trauma, pain, triggers me. Trauma, pain, triggers me. Just imagine if you're listening, some of us know that very well. The trauma we've experienced, the pain from that trauma, the triggers of the everyday life, and then just freaking you sitting in all of that mess. When you said that, it sent a shockwave through me like, oh my God, that is real. Trauma, pain, triggers, and then me. And that was it. And then I always encourage people, don't ever blame yourself. Now, I I get where you're coming from, so, but I'm still going to say this. Don't ever blame yourself for what the jackasses of the world inflict on you. It's their doing. They did that. They chose to do that. The victims have a tendency to go inward and say, it's because of me. It must be because I did this, did that. But you know what I understood so clearly, Mahir, is the other statement you made after that when you said, 
You said, my parents made abuse and trauma normal to me. That's freaking profound. My parents made abuse and trauma normal to me. That's where I get lit up. That's right there in that statement is where my passion starts to, I start feeling hot because so many children, young children are out there experiencing, watching trauma being normal in their environment. And you said it earlier, nobody cared how that was affecting you. And the parents or the caregivers that is creating this traumatic experience for this child, the child is just in the background absorbing every single piece of it and formulating, is this what my life is supposed to be? And formulating that this is okay when this happens and recording it in their minds that um, I guess I'll just act like mom when this happens to me and just be okay with it. So if it's a, a boy, oh, that's how a man is supposed to treat a woman. And then that's how the freaking cycle continues. And it just goes on for generation and generation. When you made that statement, I wrote it down. You said, my parents made abuse and trauma normal to me. That's some profound shit. <laughs> so it just is. Because when you think about why we have to break cycles, it's because the environment in which we grew up made those things normal to us. And then it becomes our job to step out of the familiarity of it and look at it as if you're, you're a drone and you're looking down on your life and see it from an outsider perspective and go, oh, heck no, this is not going to do. And I so love that about you because you're so spirited. When was that pivotal moment that you knew that I'm just going to have to step out there and just break these cycles? Stacey, I then started my journey I about, about my trauma and everything. And it just happened. It kept happening. I have been through financial abuse, spiritual abuse, not just physical, mental and emotional and verbal abuses and social abuses. I said beef too and all of that. But then uh, it, it wasn't about breaking it up. To be honest, I never thought I want to break this or break that or whatsoever. It was just about that I was feeling nobody cares about me. I'm just left alone. I'm just on myself and nobody's happy with me. Everybody thinks that maybe I'm not good or maybe I don't take care of them or whatsoever. But that's why I said I have had my own journey before judging me. No, about my journey. How am I surviving? What am I doing? What I have been doing? How I have managed to do all of this, even though all of this has happened. First, ask about me. So... One of the things what I'm trying to say here that even though I've changed, I, I was born and raised in Hindu Brahmin family and then I changed my religion out of my choice. I've always been brutally judged, not just judged, but thrown. I'm gonna say this. Yes, I was being thrown out in my miseries thinking, oh, you you are doing your way. You want to be a Muslim. You want to be this. You want to be that. You are not following what we So we are not gonna help you. People didn't come up to help me. 
nobody even if my mom or somebody would have helped me they would tell, tell me this thousand and one times we helped you we did this we did that or whatsoever which was more painful to be honest because i'm a very very independent person and i don't feel i am not someone who would feel good when i get more dependent on people or somebody has uh, pity on me or sympathy on me or things like that because that's not what i am and that's when i think these all of these experiences or you know not just experiences i think this is a reality this is what they showed me that i was being literally thrown not being cared not being worried because you are a muslim you are doing what you want to you 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 took divorce you did this you did that yes i did it because i knew that was good for me and that's when i realized also realized that it's not just about that they don't care about me it's also about why the hell i should keep thinking and caring about them all the time because when they don't care about me it is my job to take care of my life what do i need about do i want what should i do with myself yeah if if nobody is taking care of me i have to take in charge of me because i was not able to kill myself as i said i was suicidal so if god is making me live this life that means there must be reason he is making me live this life and i i never wanted to live this life with so much pain so the only thing i was left with if i don't want this pain i have to get over my pain whatever is my pain i have to get out of it even if it means like going to my parents or whomsoever and seeing that this is not right it's okay they may, there will be people it took years for me to get to a point where and i'm like if people will hate you they are not your people if people still love you for whatever reasons they are your people so i don't want to lose myself now for anybody even for my mom my my father whomsoever i don't care i don't want to lose myself because it took so many years to find myself and it's the biggest gift and blessing been given to me and i want to enjoy it even if i deserve it or not but i want to enjoy it i want to live it i want to be this you know when you said the biggest gift i saw that smile again and i saw that liberation again you said so much in that because I often ask what's the defining moment what's the pivotal moment what what makes this important and many times people have more than one defining moment but it all piled up to survival I needed to survive I needed to be able to stop feeling the way I'm feeling like I'm nothing like I'm not worthy like I'm not deserving and so survival made me do these things because you said it you're like I don't even think I was trying to break a cycle. I was just not trying to break. You were just not trying to break yourself. And that's what I heard. And then I heard you say that the divine creator God decided that you can try to kill yourself if you want, but you belong on this earth and once you that you weren't even successful at that, it made you know you had to choose you. and that's so beautiful and the energy that comes from you choosing you it is infectious it's infectious behavior the smile the way you smile and then you decided let me help other people through this so now you give yourself in service to help people who have been through traumas that's so beautiful 
so beautifully said, Stacey, you know, because I know I have been there, even if there were, there will be so many people who will say, no, we didn't throw you, but they did. They didn't care about me. They didn't care about my existence. They didn't care what's going on, what I'm going through, how it felt like. They didn't care about nothing. And when you feel that, it's the darkest place ever in in your life. And I am saying it's it the way it is because that's why I started my work, Genuine Conversations with Mayor, because this is what I thought I should give back. This is what I felt. It was so much love that it was so easy for others to see that you see hope, you see gratefulness, you see that. No, you cannot see that light. You can't see that light. And even if you try hard to see that light, you there's so much darkness out of there that that light goes away. Temporary. Yes. It's like it comes in and you see a glimpse of it and then yeah. it's temporary and then it leaves. And that's why it's so awesome to have people like you that can support people who find themselves in the darkness. And you can say, hey, let me guide you through. Because as you know, the only reason, Meher, you have moved out of the darkness, as you call it, as they call it, the dark night of the soul, is because you have a light within. We all have that light within us. So a lot of times when we're looking for the light out of the darkness, where do we look? We look outward. We look for the people who are treating us like dirt already or who are dismissing us and pushing us to the side. That's the light we're looking for. So we look outward, right? And we never going to freaking find the light, the light of healing or the light of anything when we look external of ourselves. I know the only reason you found that light is when you went inward. And when we go inward, that true essence of who we are, the person that you were born to be, whether or not they wanted you to be a girl, whether they wanted you on this earth, the true essence of who you are. If you were to close your eyes right now and look back at the child that you were minus the trauma not see the trauma not not look at the trauma just look at the essence of you i'm sure you're gonna find a lot of beauty there i do i mean yes there's so much uh this happy face because i used to be very happy person always smiling giggling and that innocence in me, which is part of me, it cannot go away, to be honest. And I, this is something I feel now that I could sense and feel or whatever, all the relationships and everything so deeply. Because as I said, I'm, I'm a very sensitive person. So when you're sensitive, you see things not just deeply, but differently. A lot of people don't understand that. It's not that you are trying to make a scene out of something. It's just that you see things that way. And that's how it is. Yeah, because we're all different. Our five senses that we have, some people's senses are so heightened. That is what expands outward. That builds your intuitive senses and all those other senses that we can't see. But 
it is time for parents of all races and all cultures to really start recognizing the damage that they're doing to their children when they're instilling with punishment culture and religion and and the lack of love traditions traditions tell yeah. yeah this is our yeah family tradition you have to follow it this is our no this is you have, you have to do it to be part yes. of us and then you you put the child out you you exile the child you put them out because they won't follow the tradition that is not okay and just imagine like when you're young and you don't have the the survival skills yet how devastating that is to to feel like you were put out it's horrible got to do better you are so to me <laughs> you're probably one of the strongest women i've met you are so strong you have gone through denial of your very gender as a woman denial of family ties because you're not going through tradition chastised because you chose freedom over marriage you chose not to be abused chastised because you chose a different religion i mean woman what more can you go through right that's a lot that makes you such a warrior in my book and then you guys should see her smile though <laughs> The the part of this that makes me so excited is to see Mahir's smile and because she has gone through, and I say through, you didn't stay there. How beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Daisy, for everything. You know, thank you so much for your words and everything. But that's why, you know, when, when I started off my work last year and I thought to change the name and everything, I was like, no i'm going to say the way it is i don't want to hide i don't want to beautify i want i don't want to keep my mouth shut because that's what they said why do you want to do this are you the only one who wants to change the world i'm like hello excuse me and then i sat down and i was thinking is it am i doing this to change the world no i don't want to change anyone i i can't i can't change anyone to be honest I'm being very honest. I can't change anyone. If God wills, I don't know. But personally, I don't have all of any of those <laughs> traits or powers or whatsoever. But you know, it feels terrible to live in that place of being powerless. And it's not just a place of darkness. It's a place of so much uh, miserability. Not just vulnerability. I think miserability. It's a place wherein you feel. You don't matter. You. It's not just about you don't matter, or bother, or whatsoever. You are not worth it. It's. It's beyond that. It's a. It's like a cocoon. Are you? Am I making sense? Like it's like a cocoon. You feel so dark. You feel so scared. You feel so much within yourself, and you don't know how to get over all of those things at the same time because it is very confusing. It is very painful. and even if you're trying your best to get over it you are not able to get out of it and you don't know how to get out of it because maybe you don't know who will help you to get over it and then you have to help yourself yes and 
there is when you have to not just help yourself but you have to get out and start looking for help this is something i i have learned in my journey that i started looking out for help and that's when divine started giving me help the first step is our step and then god helps god, we say no god helps those who help themselves so it's that thing yes. you seek for it and he will give it absolutely rumi's quote is um what you're seeking is seeking you so when we do start going inward and seeking the help and trying to help ourselves we put out an energy out in the in the the force field that says hey mahir is ready for help stacy is ready for help they're ready and then all of a sudden all the resources and the people and you start thinking is this a coincidence but it really isn't it's your divine creator sending you the help that you so desired and you go down to the dark spot and and sometimes it's hard to see but it's when you start to rise from that dark place that you're like okay this dark place is not working for me anymore and then all of a sudden the cry for help happens and it it's like when you put out like batman the movie and you put out the bat signal you know it's it's just that type of energy and then all of a sudden it starts to come to you and for you fighting against so many different things where you feel separated from your own family yeah not just my own family i think i was separated within myself i've been through financial abuse for a good time and people never used to believe me and trust me but i am a person who is like you know first of all you it was very difficult to go out and seek help and then i was like when i used to go and seek and people used to see me differently because people used to say maybe she will she will be this she will be that but i'm not this i know that i mean you know there are times when people judge you it's not about judgment maybe you're like you start seeing yourself as as we spoke about that how people see us and i was like am i this way no i'm not this way i'm very clear about a lot of things and the thing i'm highlighting finances here is because financial abuse is also one of the major abuses which happens with a lot of women by not empowering them or maybe over controlling them or maybe not educating them and it is traumatizing yes it is meher there's so many different traumas and a lot of women stay in abusive relationships simply because financially they can't handle they think they can't handle themselves or they can't handle themselves note i said they think they can't handle themselves the idea that they may not have a place to live or all of that becomes an issue and and that's also one of the reasons that these generational trauma or you know triggers or and patterns or whatsoever keep passing in because that's what we learn right like that's what i saw my grandmother doing and that's why i'm doing and that's how it is no here we are mahir you have shared so vulnerably and really given us a snapshot of some of the things you've been through and to where you are today as a trauma therapist helping people something you said that i just think was amazing and it's so true when you said i can't change anyone and you said i'm not trying to change the world but at the end of the day there's a ripple effect 
that even starts with the energy of healing. And for every person you talk with, they get to pass on some light to maybe four people. Let's say there's a family of four. So in fact, when we think about changing the world, sometimes we think about a stadium filled of people or a whole, you know, being so famous that everybody knows us. In my opinion, one person's life that you help to transform creates a ripple effect. It's like when you throw a pebble in the water and you see those ripples just going out and out. So I beg to differ. I think you just being who you are, stepping up to being the true essence of yourself, that happy, loving, giggly, excited woman who decided that she wasn't going to accept all that abuse. You're changing the world. Oh, thank you so much. But I don't know, you know, I always wanted to make a difference and all of that. That was always there in my heart, even before I started off this work, Stacey. But then that's why I said I can't change people. But there will be people who definitely want to get out of this pain and that trauma. Because trauma causes so much pain, not just in your brain, in your body as well. You know, you sit like a cocoon in a small thing. And it can be so terrible or terrifying and whatnot. You cannot express all those feelings, emotions and everything to everyone because it is very complicated. Yes, that's the word. That's the word. It is very complicated. Very complicated. And you don't even know yourself. You don't know what's happening. How will you ever be able to go and tell someone that it is complicated because... People will say you have gone nuts, but if you are not going nuts, it's a reality. That's how it is. What advice do you have for anyone who's out there trying to break any type of cycles or, or even just the concept of freeing and liberating themselves as you did? I would say that I know it is painful, but it is worth it. So do it. Go ahead and do it no matter what. I know it requires a lot of, it required a lot of not just love, care, but patience within me that it will take its own time for me to get over it. So we end up giving so much. I I was speaking with one of the clients today and it was a consultation call and I said, you must be patient with so many people around you, you love. He said, yes. So then why can't you be patient with yourself? Why can't you do it for yourself? You just have to do all of that you have been giving to others for yourself. And that is very difficult. I know that. I understand. But I feel that that is the first thing, right? If I am not okay, how will I be able to help anyone? Like, it's not just because I'm a trauma therapist, but either other ways as well. Like, anyway, if I'm not okay, how can I do anything for anyone? We all know this, but the problem is we find it so difficult to practice it or maybe do it for ourselves. I think that's what we should try to do it with lots of consistency, love, care, everything, patience, everything. Empathy. Oh, my God. Empathy. I was just talking to my coaching group recently, and I told them that When you look at that little child, the essence of who that child is, 
have empathy and you would, you would have empathy for a child. So why not have empathy for yourself? So look at yourself in your mind's eye and see the younger version of you and give that version of you empathy. And then each time things arise, when you make mistakes, when you start feeling like you're getting ready to go back in that dark spot, look at the situation and give yourself empathy, just like you would a child. Yeah, I would probably give myself hug. I do it more often. I give myself a lot of tight hugs and I would definitely give my younger version the tightest hug possible I could and love her and cuddle her and keep make her sit on my lap and all of that because that's what I needed and it's okay if it didn't I I couldn't get it then but I can think about it and do it now and feel very good about it that yeah there is someone which is me me loving myself this love it's not just love it's just about all those missing feelings which I missed and I am just trying to compensate with whatever little I can. But this little thing is a game changer. Trust me, it, it will feel you so much to be like, it's like it has so much warmth in it, so much yeah. love in it. It has so much goodness in it, you know, yeah. that innocence, that, that essence those beautiful things we look out for in our lives, right? Apart from other things or bigger things. Yeah, because, you know, our younger self, part of the work that I do, I do inner child healing. And our younger self, that child, the one that is bright and curious and excited and and have this thing that they're looking forward to called life, they have those unmet needs that we can give to ourselves. So for me, once I learn that I can parent myself, I can love myself, I can give myself hugs, I can take care of me. I was like, wait, well, hold on. I can do this. If I can do this for me, what am I worried about with the external world? Because it has to start with us anyway, Mahir. We must start with us so that we can teach people how to treat us. So when we do it for ourselves, people look and they're like, well, okay, that's how Mahir wants to be treated. Oh, that's how Stacy wants to be treated. And we're setting the stage. When we parent ourselves with love and compassion and kindness and empathy, other people have no other choice but to give that back to us. Absolutely. I have seen that so closely that all of those people who didn't love me or maybe they were just there, they just went off in this journey and people who were real, like authentic, they stayed no matter what. So so it's not just about people coming and leaving in your life. It's also about knowing who, what is right and who is right and why and because the feeling of abandonment is also something we suffer. I have suffered because, as I said, my parents weren't there for me at all. My mom's coping mechanism was to go to school. Mm. She started her going back to school. She was very ambitious and everything. But 
that's only part of it that she was ambitious but she also used to kept on going school because she that was the only place wherein she used to find happiness and she could release her emotions negative emotions yes it was her escape yes yeah which a lot of women do they do escapism either through their work maybe getting getting too much involved in their normal life or maybe getting into one more random relationship yeah instead of focusing on themselves well i am so glad that you chose to focus on yourself so you can spread that light to the world because what you are doing um helping others is amazing and it just goes to show that it doesn't matter your beginning and what you've been through if your soul have a plan if there's a journey that you're supposed to journey you're going to journey it regardless and that bright smiling essence of a woman that i see in front of me now i can picture you as a child curious happy laughing looking for you know probably even looking around saying what is this mess but that's who we have to tap into when we start getting bogged down by this adult life we have to go find that true essence again so i am so happy that you you decided to talk with me today so we could share some of this goodness um with the listeners thank you so much stacy i'm so grateful and i th- i'll be honest so grateful blessed and uh thankful that i met you and we uh, are speaking oh <laughs> uh, that's amazing no, well that's I- the thing is you know in this journey stacy to be honest but the reality is you know as you said we find it so difficult to find our people as i said i lost everyone in this journey i used to feel am i so bad that nobody wants to come and speak with me nobody wants to friend we 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 friend with me nobody wants to do this with me that with me yes i have questioned that to myself yes. i'm not going to say no no i have never questioned i'm some kind of super women i'm not a super women i'm just try i have just tried my best to get over whatever i could and there have been times where i just couldn't handle it do it i was terrible i have i have been miserable i did i don't know i don't i did nonsense shit things i did it i did all of it it's a truth but then it's okay right that's how we all get not just get out of it we just find our own coping me- mechanism for that time period and it is a blessing to get your kind of and that's why i said that Alhamdulillah, really, Alhamdulillah, that I've met you, you, Lee, and a lot of many, many women, lot of people through Clubhouse. Yeah, Clubhouse is a great connection. If you go into the rooms that resonate with yeah. you, and yeah. I, I'm glad that you're one of my people, and I'm glad that I met you because sometimes. That's it. We find our people in the least expected places. However, I'll say this: it's always on time. Yeah, I am there on Instagram with Meher Parul dot Nagar official, and I am helping people with 
just to let you know trauma in trauma also i help people with parental generational trauma childhood trauma and abuses because all of this is so much interrelated that we don't even realize that when the mess happened and i what what the hell i was doing that's what i felt yeah. at least and it looks so beautiful so this is what i do and i also work with people who not just have complex uh, post traumatic disorder but ongoing trauma issues as in they are still going through a trauma phase at at the moment because i know it is so easy for others to say to get out of it but it is very difficult to live it every day well thank you for your work i'm sure that you do amazing work and keep changing well we're not going to say changing keep touching people's lives and guide yeah. them through their transformation and i want my listeners to know that in the end I want you to be inspired to break free from the old constructs of the past and create a new legacy.